I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Hello, this is Frank Skinner, and I'm here with Emily and Gareth, and uh, this is the uh, Absolute Radio podcast. <laughs> That'll do, won't it? Absolute Radio. There you go, that was Addicted to Bass by uh, Puritone. The, the producer just pointed out that really I should never have played that on um, Absolute in the first place, because it's essentially a dance track. Mm. Now I've played it twice. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, so um, sorry about that. I remember when I first played it, we got a, 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 a text message on eight twelve fifteen, immediately afterwards saying, um, "Where's White Snake?" And that was from the managing director of <laughs> Absolute Radio. Yeah, who has a, who has this albino asp that uh, gets lost around the studio sometimes. I hate that. I hate it when that happens. Anyway, as it's the first anniversary, I better at least play this. Saturday morning! I feel it's the signature Aww. of the whole piece. We got um, cake, we got balloons. We got pig <laughs> We got all anniversary pig <laughs> Yeah, we have. My friend Robin sent in um, these uh, purple and blue Aww. balloons with a big number one on the top. A, a num- that, that's the numeral. Not, there isn't a big number one on the top. I'd take that. I mean, that'd be on hygienic, wouldn't it? <laughs> And we've got a, a cake with a with a picture of me, Emily, and uh, Gareth on it. We've got guests. Yeah, we've got everything. Mm. Um, and it's only one year. It's, it's almost as if people feeling that two's pushing it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Make, Let's make a big deal of the big one. Yeah, celebrate while you can, mm. right? So, uh, anyway, it's lovely. And thanks for all your um, text messages and emails congratulating us, of which there were none. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't care. I, we, we don't. We're not sentimentalists on here. So uh, I'm going to play another. What's what a jingle we haven't played for ages. What about this one? Just oh. remembered why. Okay. Oh, I love it. It's about me. We have just had a congratulations. Do you remember those girls in Philadelphia, PA, who were up until 5am? Do I? Oh. They've said happy birthday, Frank, Gareth and Emily. Your name's spelt wrong, Gareth, but never mind. Thought that counts. I wonder what musical they're doing this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've got it into my head that they gather together in the early hours, having been out all night drinking sorry pop <laughs> and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and, um, and then they talk about the boys from the frat <laughs> I don't know what that is but anyway there's boys from it and then they recreate musicals mm. for their own amusement that's what I think mm. Annie really... I hope oh I love a bit of Annie well they did Annie last time oh. I think maybe this time it'll be Oliver <laughs> I can see one of them now in, with, with like a, a, a quietly ragged wig on and a, and a mum's hat going <laughs> Oliver Oliver never before as a bias for more actually I do think uh, he actually does that one does he Fagin no. Basically, every song I do from Oliver, I do as Fagin. <laughs> Where is love? <laughs> it uh, doesn't really work, I'll be honest with you. So, yeah, I was, um, I was walking through Sirencester this week. Do you know it? Gloucestershire? Mm, yeah. Oh, yes, there's a very nice agricultural college near there. Is there? Mm. You go there if you've got land to manage. Anyway. OK. <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't go there. Um, uh, and... Uh, a man went past on a bicycle. Yeah. 
and he went, he started pointing at me at laugh and laughing, which I know is a nice thing for a comic, but it was, it, he, looked, he looked like he was in a state of shock. Right. And uh, he was pointing at the side of his head and pointing at me. Like, you know, when people say, you're mad, you are. And then I realised, um, he was pointing at, he's got his earpiece in, and he was listening to our podcast. Oh, so this bloke that. is cycling through Sirencester, <laughs> of all places, <laughs> listening to the podcast. He looks up and there's me. Funny life could always be like yeah. that. Oh, I'm pleased for him. It reminds me a bit, I was at a party once and uh, with David Baddiel and the people put Stop on... name-dropping. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people put on three lions really, really loudly, so loudly that the neighbours came round to complain and me and Dave went to the door. <laughs> and they looked very, very confused. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't know who we were. They were blind. No, and that wasn't. That was, see, that was an anecdote that wasn't going well, and I thought it needs a big ending. Uh, but I'm not happy with it. Absolute Radio. And our special guest today, by the way, is Toya Wilcox. Oh, I used to love her when oh, I was a God, young yeah. thing. What's she going to be talking about, I wonder? It's a mystery. It is, but we'll find out <laughs> soon enough. But I like a bit of a mystery. There isn't enough of that in life, I think. No. And we had a reply from Steve Sprange. Oh, Steve Sprange, the cat owner. Yeah, the cat owner. In case you didn't hear last week, Steve Sprange, um, he, uh, he emailed us, actually. Mm. He, didn't, he didn't even text us. He, he didn't even text us on 8, 12, 15. <laughs> um, he emailed us because he's got a new cat and he doesn't, wanna, he doesn't have a name for it, so we asked people to suggest. There was all sorts of stuff came in. Mm. My, a mate of mine texted during the week with Cat22. That's, That's quite good. a good one, isn't it? That'd be particularly good if it was the 22nd cat you'd had. Mm. Um, hi, peeps. Thanks so much for putting my question out there on Saturday's podcast. Did he say podcast. hi, peeps? He did say hi, peeps. Mm. But we should, you know, stay with him. Frank, stop being so judgmental. <laughs> That's my it? job. Let's just stop it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank, don't be so mean. Unless you're sending a, uh, an email to Samuel Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, it's a bit formal, isn't it? I love the idea of emailing Samuel Pepys. If you were at school with Samuel <laughs> yeah. Pepys in the same form, hi, Pepys. I mean, that would be all right. I can't think of another... Carry on. I suppose so, it could be a friendly name for Bo Pepys. <laughs> I love Steve Strange. Leave him alone. Okay. Carry on reading it. He's made a decision. Being a bit of a film buff, I believe I will go for John Wayne's True Grit Rooster Coburn's cat name, General Sterling Price. Yes, that's, uh, I think that's a good choice, I have to say. That was your choice? It, well, yeah, it was. I've always... It just always struck me in the movie it was the best ever name for a cat. Gives the, gives the cat a sort of grandeur, which they don't always have. Even if it was badly maimed, I think it would retain <laughs> that. I'm picturing that now. I'm picturing a three-legged. It looked like then it was hurt in some sort of battle. Yeah. Speaking of being uh, battle-scarred and being called names, Mark Owen. Mm. He's, I don't get oh. the Mark Owen thing. I, I, Tiger Woods. Filthy devil. No, but Tiger Woods was torn to pieces. Well, nearly, if he hadn't got in the car and tried to escape. (laughs) And then um, John Terry, he got absolutely, I think the phrase is, dragged over the coals. Do you see? (laughs) They lay down in the dressing room, Mm. both Ashley and Cheryl, and JT was dragged across them. them. And there was Ashley as well. And now it's Mark Owen. But people are quite nice about Mark Owen. I know. Yeah, well, it's sort of expected from pop stars, isn't it? They're supposed to do that sort of thing. I don't think it's that. It's because he's like a little woodland creature. <laughs> he's, he's Sylvanian. <laughs> he yeah, really he is. is. Yeah, I agree with that. But there have also... been ten of them, Frank. 
Ten. Ten Mark Owens. Well, no. That's a, they film in the Smurfs. He's cheated. To, he's had ten women behind her back. Who keeps count? Well, he didn't. He said, I think it's about ten. Oh, OK. But apparently, um, the good news is... If I, I must admit, if I was him, I think every time I committed the act, I wouldn't be able to resist going, take that. I, you just... Thanks. You've got the band name. OK. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't Thank say God that. Thank God he's in deep purple. Oh, fine. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Listen, the be- do you know what I love most about this whole thing, other than that someone else's personal life isn't going very well, is the fact that um, <laughs> one of the women that he had an affair with, yes. um, guess who she signed up with now? She needs a bit of representation. So she needs who- a sort of publicity guru She needs to a publicity out. guru. Who would you go to? Well, my guess is... Bang, bang, that's well still. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell Clifford. I'm glad. He's a recurring theme on this oh, show. Oh, I love Every Maxwell week, Clifford. He swoops down on those in trouble like this terrible old white-haired buzzard. In his leather jacket, Frank. Well, you say leather, I say suede, some say knitted. I mean, that's what I like, something for everybody with It's Maxwell. got a quilted motif, though. Well, let's go into... I think we need to play some adverts, obviously. Someone's got to pay the bill. <laughs> But, um, I mean, you know, that cake didn't come out of nowhere. That cake actually came from my management company. Can I say I've made up with my manager? We had a row on the show last week. Oh. But now he's actually in today and we're best friends again. So that's oh. lovely. That's a lo- any, any couples listening who had an <laughs> argument maybe last night, it's a very similar thing with a manager. You know, there's a lot of uh, playing hard to get and all that. If there's any couples listening, um, why don't you use us as an example? Me and my manager, we hugged and made up and everything's lovely. Now. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what it's about. It's, it's, it's not about strife, it's about life. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Okay, Mark Owen, we were talking about. We should the, say, cr- the cheating woodland creature. Yeah, we should say that he's, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's more of an elf, isn't he? He's mm. a mischievous elf. <laughs> That's what he is. Um, he, uh, he's not well, though, is he? I think he's gone into. Uh, well, I don't, know he, I don't know if he's not well, but he's done what every cheating man does, which is which is suddenly check into rehab as soon as they're caught. Well, not every cheating man. Cheating men with quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. Usually they just... Yeah. The, the, I think the, the normal man's version of that is, sorry, I was drunk. <laughs> uh, but, no, yeah, he's actually gone in, into rehab, which is... Um, I think it's to get away from their partner, maybe. Yeah, get out of the house. I think that's that's probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who's, who's going to be next on this? I mean, they're queuing up. Not me, in case you're wondering. No. Um, who's, uh, my favourite, I think, would be um, David Cameron mm-hmm. with, say, Rusty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we might think better of him because of, you know, you'd think, oh, well, at least he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's broad-minded. <laughs> and he's, but um, I, I just think he's been so perfect. I know he's brought the wife in as well to talk about him. I mm. think there's something, uh, it would be perfect, wouldn't it? Mm. Oh, Yeah. Oh, that would have been good if, on in her interview, Sam Cam had said, the thing about David is serial adulterer. Do we call her Sam, Sam Cam? Cam? Yeah, she's Sam, Sam Cam, Cam now. Oh, that's a new name. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been good if she'd said... Because she said things like, no, oh, he's so messy around the house and he's always yeah. channel flicking. And also he lies. Pathological liar. <laughs> Pathological liar. Making promises he can't keep. That's what he's... Yeah, I, I hate it when he does that. <laughs> and also, we say things in the house, you know, and then when he goes outside, he's, like, completely different. I really wish he wouldn't do that. I liked it when she said, he was quite different from anyone I'd 
ever met before. It's like, yeah, he wasn't a Marquis, basically. That's <laughs> no, why. He was, he, was bo- he was borderline Marquis. Yeah, was, he was I'm, quite posh. I think I once, he once came on Sky News being interviewed and it said David Cameron. Underneath it, it said borderline Marquis. <laughs> <laughs> um, borderline Marquis sounds like a character from an Oscar Wilde short story. That's, uh, let me introduce you to Borderline Marquis III. <laughs> Good day to you. Um, Mark, Mark and Hammersmith has just texted in and said, Hi, Frank, a stranger has just walked up to me and punched me in the face because he was so annoyed you didn't put the adverts on. Oh, Aww. I'm sorry about that. Ad rage. Yeah. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's fair enough. I bet it's the man from Rotten Seal. <laughs> <laughs> He was absolutely irate. But, but to be fair to him, he did what he says on... Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think one thing about Marco, in one plus he'll have, is yeah. at least he'll be able to go on Piers Morgan's show and cry. <gasps> oh, yeah. You have to that's, be gotta, to... that's gotta happen soon, hasn't it? He's gotta be next. Yeah, I, w- I was asked to go on, you know, and I just Are couldn't... You? I couldn't... There's nothing that I'm not upset about. That you're gonna cry? No. Why does everyone cry on it? It's become very fashionable now, crying, generally. Oh, it's so hot right now, crying. Yeah, it is. You'll see, at the end of the football season, you can see, you get fans, whoever gets relegated, they cry. And you can see them looking out the corner of their eye for the camera bad before they start like, alt-sitting with their head in their hands. And the players do it as well. You know, I do care about the club. Look at me, look at me pretending to cry. I hate it. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie Corbett's the only one who didn't cry, wasn't it? He, he was quite happy. I think he did cry, but he was just below the line of the camera. <laughs> oh, my wife is so much bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She hurts me. <laughs> yeah, he didn't cry. I bet they, got, they obviously got him on, didn't they? Because they thought, we'll talk about Ronnie Barker, he'll cry. That's yeah. safe. And he, yeah. he, he, he so, was, he was Ronnie a, Barker's dead. Yeah, and that was it. And he said, <laughs> uh, he said yeah, very sad. <laughs> and, moved on. And, and that's quite right, because he's an old pro. He wasn't going to play the game, but he yeah. won't be asked back. You either cry oh, or yeah. you're out. <laughs> God, they asked. They, when I said I had nothing, I was that upset about. They offered. They offered to have uh, uh, one of the runners from the production company peeling onions at the side of my <laughs> chair just off camera. That arranges something very bad to happen in your personal life. I know. Well, mm. if anything happens, obviously they'll be on the phone the next morning. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I might phone them while I'm still in the ambulance. <laughs> I mean, the money was good. I think it. What was it, John? Ten grand was it? Was it the more than that? Oh, I mean, the money's good, but I, you know, I don't, um, I don't twang for the mouse as um, <laughs> twang for the mouse. I don't twang for the mouse as what Ry Cooder said when his manager said that Disneyland were offering him a million quid to do a gig there. He said, "I don't twang for the mouse." I've always thought that was a marvelous way to live your life. Do your be go go. So. Um, I'll tell you what, we've talked about this before, I think, but, they, you know, there's another article about new office jargon. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really like this. People, they moan about people inventing new words and stuff, but I, I like the fact that the language is a vibrant and organically growing thing. Don't you, Gareth? Mm. Yeah, well, the thing is with jargon... I just wanted a yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> no, sorry, go on. The thing is with jargon is, though, it can exclude people... Sometimes it's good for Another the Another good thing. Well, you say that like it's a bad thing, exactly. Yeah. Well, they had some. They had some more examples. They had like, apparently at the. They, they went to various um, businesses, mm-hmm. and uh, at the, uh, the, the the Department of Health, they have a, a phrase for old people who are old but not actually ill, and they they call them the elderly. 
Oh, that's and clever. I think that's good. <laughs> mm. That's clever, yeah. And apparently they have a thing also called um, webinars. What's that? Which is when they have a seminar, but they do it on the through the internet thing, see a webinar. Oh. And my own particular favourite, and I don't know quite what it means, mm. is they use the phrase low-hanging fruit. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> in the end, we had, to have, <laughs> we had to have that dog put down. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I think it must mean that something like the easy option, doesn't it, low hanging? But I was wondering, I was thinking that we we should have some jargon for this, you know, for this job. Oh, I see. So lo- low hanging fruit is the, it's the opposite of like punching out of your, punching above your weight or something. I get it. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. I suppose it's the opposite of high hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to be strict about it, you shouldn't punch fruit, Em. Okay. No. No. <laughs> I think we've tried to stop that happening in this country. So what's our jargon then? Well, I was thinking, as I played um, Every Breath I Take by Police, that we, I, I was going to start using the phrase about giving it a bit of elbow room, which is, means not, being, not slagging off a song that you don't really want to play. OK. <gasps> I, use elbow, elbow. I use elbow room because, obviously, I never actually want to play elbow ever. But, no. it's, you know, it's part of the job. And I'm not going to do that sighing and stuff anymore. I'm oh, going to give these tracks a bit of elbow room. I like yeah. elbow room. I, I like also it. thought of... Um, we know when people send in texts mm. on... Hey, 12, 15. And, uh, and they're rude. They know we can't read them out, so yeah. we, have, we have to ban them from being read out. We could call that um, those texts an, an asbolute. Oh, very <laughs> good. Yeah. Yes. And finally, I thought you could have a, uh, a Gareth dote, which is an anecdote <laughs> that doesn't go anywhere at all. <laughs> but sounds like it's going to be, and then it lets you down. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, good. I've, I've got some. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he's got that. Look, he's got that look in his eyes. No, actually, mine are quite nice. Oh, okay. Um, uh, frankincense. Oh. So when Frank says something that just makes perfect sense and is really good. Oh, see what he's wisdom. done. Yeah. What he's done is he's battled wickedness with kind <laughs> like they do in the Walt Disney films, and it's very, very undermining. <laughs> I, I really need. I need some sort of advice on how to handle this in the press. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Max, phone me. Just phone me. <laughs> and then um, for um, an anecdote from Emily, so she'll tell us something like that she had no friends as a child, just a yeah. butler called Stevenson who she used to <laughs> hang around with. And that would be, um, they're called Emery's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then people who just phone up going, oh, that Emily Dean is so fit, oh, which we get about 100 of them. We do get... That, I, that would say, I would say, is the most things that we get said, is yeah. somebody... Oh, I've changed the webcam, I can't see Emily. Yeah, that, thing, oh. that thing about, oh, can you move the webcam, right? Yeah. I hate that. Oh, no, I loved it when that man said, I tune in to see the skirt, not the skirting board. That was great. Well, I thought it was coarse. I don't think you can encourage that kind of thing. That, so that is the... That's the, the global, not global, what's the word when something's to do with the internet? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, it's a bit like a modern version of those builders that used to leer at women, except we get it through. Oh, technology. it's awful when that happens. Yeah. yeah. So I thought we could put, instead <laughs> of listeners, we'll call those people lecherners. Oh. Oh, so oh I love a lecherner. We've had a text from a lecherner. Well, that's, that's all excellent, I think. Mm. Absolutely.
Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Gareth and Emily and uh, Toya Wilcox is our guest after the news. I think that's all that all you need to know, factually mm. wise. I mean, but you know, that's that. What else? Oh, um, I saw Emily on the news. Oh, oh did you see yes. it, Frank? Yes. yes. Beware not? this woman, she's highly dangerous. Was that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, apparently some shoplifting in Harrods. <laughs> <laughs> Salad's been going missing all over town. Yeah, it's... Uh, you no, know, I, I thought you were very good talking oh, about... Uh, it was one of those things, I was, I was watching the telly, and I, I knew Emily was going to be on News 24, and mm. I knew it was after six o'clock, so I had it on in the background, keeping an eye out. And then they went on to the Oscars things, and I thought, here, here we go. And my girlfriend was in, uh, she was downstairs. I started going, Kath, it's Emily. Kath, Kath, it's Emily. You know the way, I can be watching the telly and it can be the orange-faced alligator-eating tribe from Abyssinia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. But if it's like a shop that's in my street, I'm like, oh, come here, it's that shop we see every day, live, but it's on the telly. And it was like that, like seeing Emily up. Like Emily's someone I don't see very often. But seeing her on the telly was extra. I just want to watch things on the telly that are basically me and my life. Oh, well, I got a lovely text from Frank, and Gareth, I got a lot. Oh, no, I didn't hear from you. Never mind. <laughs> Um, but no, it was great fun. I love being on the news. I love the news. I want to do it again. But then a man... Well, it's easy to get on the news. We can, <laughs> any one of us can do that. Or anyone listen who wants to get on the news, you know what you have to do. You know, there are many choices. But there is a sort of elderly makeup artist who does your hair and makeup, and I didn't really like the way he did it. I had to go with it. But he said he, he curled it, and it was a bit Bonnie Langford. It was a bit no, But I like that. I like oh, that. You? I like it when you're Langfordian. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't so sure. Yeah, I don't think you, sh- you should have done the whole, uh, I'll squeam and squeam until I'm thick, though. I think <laughs> that you, t- you took the whole length, <laughs> the bonny thing too far. But it was, um, no, I thought you did very well, actually. Do we oh. have any, have we had any contact from uh, listeners? Um, yes. Good. You want to tell me about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, um, we had um, a, a, some feedback we had some feedback during the week. So hi, Frank, Gareth, oh. and Emily. I was listening to one of your podcasts, and you mentioned that Admiral, Admiral Nelson didn't say "kiss me, Hardy," and that he said "Kesmet Hardy." Remember that? Yeah, Kismet, which means fate. Mm. Yeah, yes. destiny. Well, a friend of mine gave me a book, and it says that Nelson did, in fact, say kiss me, Hardy, and eyewitnesses did see Hardy kiss him twice. Yeah, what kind of a book was that? Yeah. I'm asking myself. Um, It was the Book of General Ignorance by John Lloyd and John... Oh, that was that book, was it? Okay. (laughs) Um, And after the second kiss, Nelson replied, Bless you. God bless you, Hardy. Right. Mm. And was that his last words, then? God bless you, Hardy. Well, he says, But did you know that his absolute last words were drink, drink, fan, fan, rub, rub? Oh, those aren't very really? dignified last was he, words. Was he trying to remember the name of Titty Titty Bang Bang? <laughs> is it fat? Is it Rob Rob Fan? No, no, it's got something rude in it. Well, <laughs> my favourite last words ever was David Garrick, the 18th century actor. Oh, yeah. Who, when he died, his, his, his last words were, oh, dear. <laughs> something marvellous about that. Oh, dear. <laughs> Makes you wonder what he saw as he slipped into the next world, doesn't it? Absolute radio. Yeah, and uh, I, I tell you what I did read. I read that um, Ernie Wise, a statue of Ernie Wise, has been in, unveiled in his hometown, which I can't remember the name of. It's in Morley. Morley. Mm. And uh, his wife, uh, apparently... When they took, you know, that that moment. I mean, it must be a big moment for any sculptor when the when the old uh, the cover comes off and the audience and the audience go, oh. 
Well, apparently, um, the cover came off and they went, um... <laughs> and it looks, they say, I mean, I saw a picture of it. I mean, it looks like Max Headroom. It, it looks... N- n- Google him. It, it looks <laughs> nothing like Ernie Wise at all. And God bless his, his widow, Doreen. And I think if you're a British comedian from the 60s and 70s, you've got to be married to someone called Doreen. I'm guessing oh, the next yeah. dancer. Got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I bet oh, she's got a cracking pair of pins. I bet she has, yeah. Does she do voodoo? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be no good using this statue because the voodoo gods won't know who it's supposed to be. And, and I think you'll find that uh, Max Headroom was simulated. Anyway, she said, and I love this from Doreen Wise, Ernie's widow, she says, no statue ever looks like the person, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it? Doreen has completely condemned the art of sculpture in one sweeping statue. She come, after years in obscurity, following the, the, the sad death of her husband, she comes out and she's some sort of art critic. <laughs> I would like to see uh, a series, sort of like Renaissance religious art, with Doreen Wise. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> in which she comes and assess things like, well, the, the baby Jesus has always looked like Mikhail Gorbachev. <laughs> and just says, like, negative things about art. It'd be great. So, yeah. She's I, got a point, though. Has she? Oh, I think so. Those Henry Moore sculptures, the figures are awful. The women look awful in them. <laughs> I wish they'd unveiled the um, Ernie Wise and it had been something like that. Some weird abstract. <laughs> a stone with a hole through. That would have been <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, one local resident said... I've got a very local news reporter there. I'm getting into the no, news. No, yes. See, one... Five minutes on News 24. <laughs> she's looking for work. <laughs> I'm saying never are we suddenly. I can um, see you doing the weather. Oh, Basically, because oh. when you have to use the phrase in the north, I'd like to see your <laughs> lip curl into a sneer. <laughs> I love north. Um... <laughs> One local resident said it looks as if he's fri- he's falling over, and he said it's frightening people. I like the idea of people being frightened. What if they think it's falling over? If you're out in Morley, and you suddenly look up, and yeah. there's a large clay Max headroom apparently hurtling towards you, that's going to mm. frighten. I think that's fair enough that that would frighten people. I'd like to know what Sister Wendy Beckett thought mm. about it, but. Uh, I don't know. I think she's uh, Frank, we've on holiday in the Bahamas, apparently. We've had a text in about Lord Nelson, as you do on uh, on Absolute Radio. Yes. Sorry, chaps. Nelson's last words were "God and my country," from Jay in Watford. What was the question t- that he was answering? <laughs> well, exactly. Also, I don't Things believe. You like? <laughs> I-, I don't believe that was the last words either. I think that's what they said to the peasants. I think that's what they. I don't. I mean, peasants in the just to the masses. I think there was like a nineteenth-century Max Clifford figure saying that. I don't think he really said that. To the no. peasants, you mean like how you refer to our listeners? <laughs> no, I love our listeners. How very dare you? But they, I, I think that makes a point. Because what did you say was his real words, Gareth? Was it a fan, fan? I don't know. I don't know he if said that fan, was supposed fan, to be a joke. Rob, no, I think, Rob. No, I, think, no, I think it might be true. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He was obviously giving them instructions on yeah. doing the kiss of life or something. Perhaps that's what Kiss Me Hardy was about. Mm. He was, he was he asking said, no, for the kiss no, of life. No tongues, I meant like, you know, that. No, but haven't I just discovered a massive historical secret? It's that he was saying, give me the kiss of life, Hardy, but I can't, I can't breathe. And Hardy was going, kissed him on both cheeks. He's going, no, no, fan, fan, Rob. <laughs> God, in my country! And then he died. With the eye. I mean, in, such was the pressure of his death. The eye, the eye socket completely blown outwards, like when a... Anyway. So, uh, so we, after, um, we have, um... 
What have we got now? We've got Toya Wilcox coming up, which I know I'm very got, excited about. I know we've about. got Toya Wilcox, but have we, got, have we got another ad break now? No. We haven't got the another The Killers. Break. Oh, we've got The Killers next. Oh, that's professional, that oh, exchange. You just that put me oh, off, Oh, my you God. You You've can't re- turn around to the producer mid-show and go, what have we got coming up well, next? Well, I think, I think people like to see the workings. <laughs> the innards. Yeah, you know, when, you, you, know, when, you know when somebody buys you uh, a nice, uh, you know one of those nice Hunter watches that, oh. you, that you get? <laughs> They're quite expensive. Oh, rang. <laughs> but when you get one of those nice hunter hunter watches, right? And then you, you, some of them you get like a glass back, so you can see all the workings. People like that. They like to know that I do, that I don't know what I'm playing next. It makes them feel oh, he's not so special. They can you know they knew that all, already. It's all right that um, that everything's. Um, oh, I still don't know what I'm playing. Next. Oh yeah, I'm playing the killers. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it some elbow room. Toya Wilcox is in the studio and here she is. Good morning, Toya. Good morning, Frank. Thank you so much for coming in. It's a pleasure. But you've been here before. Yeah, about um, 25 years ago. It could actually be 30 years ago. This used to be Granada TV and I rehearsed in here with Lord Olivier and Greta Sacchi and Roger Rees for a film called The Ebony Tower. How marvellous. Lord rather, Olivier. Oh, it was fantastic. And rather than rehearse in a rehearsal room, we rehearsed in the executive offices of Granada so that staff could bring food in. And Lord Olivier did have a nurse at the time who looked after him, but it meant that we were treated like royalty. Yeah, that sounds pretty. How old would he have been then? That was, that, was that towards the end? It was towards the end, yeah, yeah. I was about 25, 26 when I made that film. I'm thinking of getting a nurse, just, just <laughs> maybe just for the shows. I think... Do you know, I recommend it. It's yeah. fantastic. I, don't, I think it's, it's, it's sort of fallen off the, uh, the bandwagon of what rich people do. People get, you know, PAs and all that, but it's, the nurse. It's not just about being rich. When you live for a long time, there's certain things you get really bored of like blowing your own nose doing your own <laughs> shopping yeah. cleaning your own fingernails you know a nurse can do all that is this for Lord you. Olivier talking now or is this your own personal experience <laughs> this is my personal experience as a middle aged woman <laughs> I've got to tell you Ty, I, uh, many years ago I was in Birmingham city centre this would be uh, I mean long before I did comedy or anything like that and this, this coach went, went past and it must have been a, a tour bus and you were on it and you were just walking up, you walked up the aisle and you got your, your bright orange hair and that in those days. And there was loads of people. This was going, I think, Corporation Street or somewhere by that. And everyone stopped. All the passers-by all stopped and there was Toya Wilcox's You know what it was? Bus. We were going to the Odeon to do a concert because they used to reverse the tour bus down the side of the Odeon on New Street. Oh, OK. And I can remember... Because there Did, was... Do you remember me? Do you remember me seeing... <laughs> well, I seem, to, I seem to remember there was a problem that day with about 500 screaming kids outside the yes. Odeon that blocked they the street. They were with me. Were they with you? Were, were yeah, you kind was, of in the middle of it? I was working for Bernardo's at the time. It was an outing. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> But really, it was it was like you know when you see the kids uh, looking through the window of the toy shop and thinking it really it was it's show business was going past 
all us normal people. It was very exciting. Oh, I, I loved all that. I, I, you did. I can remember once, um, I'm afraid I was one of the organisers of the Royalty Celebrity It's a Knockout, and all of us were on a coach <laughs> going to Alton Towers. That's very brave admission. There was me, Tom Jones, Sheena Easton, <laughs> Cliff Richards, Christopher Reeves, John Travolta, and we were on a coach God, going is, through... Is that the, a craft? I mean... I know. Well, wait, it gets worse. Going through the country lanes, going to Alton Towers, and... Princess Fergie was at the front of the bus doing the royal wave with her hand, <laughs> shouting down the bus, wave to the subjects, everyone. She didn't say that. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> and, and Sheena Easton was singing, we're all going on a summer holiday. Come on, Cliff, join in. And it was one of the maddest things I've ever been through because we stopped every village that we went through with just licking the windows to get a look at Tom Jones or Jane Seymour or, or John Travolta. Yeah. So it was another one of those moments. Great. It was like Celebrity Express. <laughs> That's a fabulous collection I got. See, what Cliff should have gone, my baby gets the morning <laughs> He should have fought fire with fire. That's, That's the trouble with Cliff. <laughs> Do your be go-go. So the humans, there's a very strange genesis to the humans. It is. It? It's utterly peculiar. It was originally formed because my husband had a call from the president of Estonia three years ago asking him to play solo in Estonia for the president's birthday. And my husband I should point to anyone who doesn't know your husband is Robert. Robert Fripp yeah, of King Crimson. He's not, um, like, he's not a painter and decorator. No, no. It's like, you know, he's worked with Bowie and Gabriel and all the big guys. And um, Robert couldn't do it. So I phoned the Estonian embassy up and said, I, put, I will put a really small, inexpensive band together and we'll come over, we'll write all the music and perform it for the president. President. And they said yes. So That's I. Opportunity. <laughs> I mean, how brave were they? So the humans really, it's Bill Reeflin who's been drumming in REM for the last seven years, but he plays bass in the humans. Chris Wong, who's my MD, who also plays bass and the vocals. And the reason I created it like that, I have spent 32 years in the music business fighting the volume of keyboard players, lead guitarists, drummers, and I just thought, get rid of them. I only want my voice to work with bass frequencies and it just went from there and then my husband heard it and he said I really like that <clears throat> can I come and join you and I thought oh this is trouble this is trouble because my husband is a-list and he really is demanding and you know he has to have his nurse and he has to work <laughs> and, you know all of that <clears throat> so um he joined us and he he's on the album and he's recording the next album with us in May and it is a very weird setup because we don't use drums Okay. And people can't get their head around it because they're waiting for the drum to kind of kick into the chorus and stuff like that. Well, we don't do choruses. It sounds like there's a bit of clapping on the album, is that? That's Bill. Okay. Yeah, you know, he, he Bill the rhythm man, you know, kept slipping in the rhythm, you know, finger clicks, clapping. Okay. Yeah. No drums. No drums. Well, I don't know who you... Well, then who's the idiot in the group? Because <laughs> that's usually that's, so obvious, isn't it? It's the lead singer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So do you, do you get on all right? Is it all right working with your husband? Because I was imagining it can be a bit tense. Okay, we've been married. It's our twenty fifth year married this year. Wow. Um, my husband and do you want one of our anniversary balloons? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I want the long phallic looking one. Oh, no. sorry, it says number one. No, that's right. <laughs> I thought it was something else. Um, Goodness. 
I would like. Uh, well, no, um, Bill is my husband's best friend, so they get on great. And then both Bill and my husband think that I'm a cleaner, a nurse, a psychiatrist, a shopper, um, that, you know, anything but a singer. So it is a very strange relationship in the rehearsal room. I, I imagine you're quite a strong woman now to work with. I can't see you being walked over. No. Not, not unless you really want that. Well, it depends who it is, doesn't <laughs> well, exactly. it? Exactly. These boots are, of course, made for walking. So if anyone wants to go and see the humans, how can they do that? Well, the humans are next um, touring in June and August, but before that I have the Toya Band, which is oh, going okay. out. Yeah, so um, come and see me in the Toya Band, because yeah, that is... That, don't that share ha- the glory. No, that has drums. That's very, very loud. I definitely it, want to see that. It's rock and roll, it's all the hits and everything, and I'm taking part in a series of concerts called Exposed, which is happening in the Midlands, um, and it's putting together established artists with unsigned bands. So basically to encourage audiences to come and see new music by going to see established acts. So I'm playing um, The Robin in Wolverhampton on March the 27th, and then The Asylum in Birmingham on April the 23rd as part of the Exposed brand, with about five other unsigned bands. And the, the idea is that we have a really good festival-type feel evening. Well, that sounds fabulous. And will you be singing? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolute radio. So I, I think we are... Actually, we, we need to have a bit of a confession here because um, when we knew you were on the show... <gasps> Emily absolutely lit up. Did I was excited. really excited. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Come on, come on, spit it out. Well, when I was younger, Toya, um, I was a massive fan of yours, and I had a special, it was my favourite thing ever, it was a makeup kit, that you, <gasps> and you could look like Toya. Yes. And I tried to, but I got in trouble at school, because I did my eyes all orange. <laughs> yeah, I loved designing that makeup kit. It was amazing. Was it called Eyes to the Soul? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I, you know, I've still got boxes <gasps> of it in my attic. Oh, I'm going to have to get one of those off you oh my god (laughs) that's made me so excited I tell you, I understand why Victoria Beckham loves designing clothes because I was given the opportunity to design this makeup range in 1981. I absolutely love doing it. Did you so actually you did do, do it, it though? Yeah, you did do it. I, I yeah. always sit there, people yeah. just put their names to it and don't do anything. Well, you can do that. You can do it like merchandising. But I sat down and designed the colour palettes. And oh, the, I feel so happy knowing that. I wasn't cheated. And the factory was up um, on in the borders in Scotland and I had a lot of involvement. And I just absolutely loved it. It appealed to the Hitler in me because I was telling people what to oh, do. Oh, this, this could be good. <laughs> <laughs> he loved his makeup, Hitler. Oh, thing, God, yeah. <laughs> Does it include a moustache? Well, <laughs> it does now. <laughs> As you get older. Oh, it doesn't. Can I just the say anyone listening? Kit. It definitely doesn't. <laughs> Tires wax my soul. <laughs> soul, I said. Carry on. Carry on. Oh, you've just... I'm dumbfounded. (laughs) I'm sorry, I've spoiled everything. Forgive me. Now, can I say you you have stuff out? You have have gear out we can get? Yeah, I mean, my life... a Humans album, aren't there? Yeah, the Humans album. um, I I sell everything on on rememberthe80s.com, ironically, and I sell more on that than I get through any record company. But I also have a fantastic album out, a Toyer album out, called In the Court of the Crimson Queen, which has just been signed to Japan by Sony, so we're off you know, to promote that and do a bit of touring and stuff. But this is me and a guy called Simon Darlow who wrote Slave to the Rhythm for Grace Jones. Oh, yeah. Now, Simon and I are long-time collaborators and we wrote this album two years ago and it's just 
great and it's taken off and it's selling brilliantly. So that when I do the toy shows, that's the music I include in the toy shows. And when I do the human shows, it's just dead weird and you get the humans album material. Okay. Uh, no, I, have I confused I, you completely? No, no, I, I also have a website about my alcoholism called I Don't Remember the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> Which I, I, uh, please, I, I encourage you to, uh, to, to tune into. Great. So what else? Because you strike me as some... I, I read a thing about you, one of your blogs on the internet and you said you don't, you, you don't like... See, I thought you'd become one of these country recluses who, you know, maybe had a trout farm... <laughs> <laughs> You're not really like that, are you? You like you like doing stuff. Oh, I really I love working. I, I do about um, two hundred shows a year, and then there's telly on top of that. At, at the moment, I'm getting ready to do an, a, an arena tour next year of holograms. There'll only be ten performers, real living performers, and the rest is all holograms. And it, it's this brand new concept. That goodness, are you are you turning up for it, or are you just being? No, I'm doing. I'm turning up. You're going to be venue. real. Yeah, we have to real. guess who's real they they no i That'd think be a great no, quiz. i think it's going to be a bit like the gorillas and arlene phillips is doing the choreography and all of that so um i i'm hoping it because i haven't seen any of it yet i've just been told i'm doing it um i'm hoping it's going to be like the gorillas and you know you'll be with these really funky kind of cartoon 3d characters Oh, that sounds. What, what's it called? That I'm, I'll look out for that weird. Do you know, article. I have been. You don't told. even know. No, it's, no, I have been. You know, you've got a lot on your mind, Toya. But it's just <laughs> thanks to the menopause. I can't remember. Oh. I'm. I can barely remember who well, I am at that. the moment. Can I just say? Shall we close on the menopause? Well, I'd also like to close to say Toya has become a proper friend of the show already. Oh, definitely. I, I think Toya. she's she's going to get the jingle. Let's face it. Yeah. Find it. Here we. Or maybe it's not here anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was surprised. It's a bad omen. Just talk amongst yourselves. I was surprised to discover that you came from Birmingham because you speak beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold your breath. Here we go. Friend of the show. <laughs> not many people get that time. No. Yes, well, it's been Thank absolutely you. fabulous having you on. It's, it's great. been lovely. It's been great fun. And Thank you've you. been beyond our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that sounds loaded to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose if they'd been very low, but they weren't. They were high, and you were better still. So it's been great. So um, go and see Toya. Um, where again are you on this week? Twenty seventh of March, the Robin Wolverhampton. Twenty third of April, the Asylum in Birmingham. Yeah. So so get to that, and you'll be able to um, go up. And there might even be in the merchandising some free makeup kits. <gasps> well, not free. Oh, so they, won't be, they won't be free. They'll be seventeen shillings and sixpence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Tyra, it's been joyous. Thank you. Absolute radio. Um, Johnny Cameron has texted in, trying to disguise oh, yeah. his name by changing his first name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Morning, Frank, Emily, and Gareth. Frank, could you please say hoity toity to my girlfriend Avril? During the week, we were walking through Hyde Park, and she said she was feeling a little cold. So I did the chivalrous thing and offered her my jacket. However, in true Emily Dean style, she turned it down because it looked a bit common. Oh, well done. Well, well done, Avril. I can only say, hoity toity! Oh, see, you're spreading a terrible influence. Oh, thank goodness for that. The superior air. <laughs> we just had the bosses, two of the bosses, Paul yeah. and Tony from Absolute, came in with uh, with a massive big cake from, where was it from? And a knife. Where was it from? Is that for the cake? I hope so. I must admit, yeah. When they, when they ran in with a knife, I did think, oh, my God, we've gone too far. We shouldn't have played Addicted to Bass. They've taken it very badly. From a Maybe very I misread that. Group. Maybe it's Addicted to Bass. <laughs> Maybe it's some sort Billy of fish, Bass. fish fetishist. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Addicted to Big Mouth Billy Bass. Yeah. Don't Maybe. worry. Remember the fish on the plaque? 
Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Be happy. If you don't remember it, just trust me. <laughs> so, look, we've had a bit of a special occasion on the yeah. show. Some of you might think, some of you might think that um, Garrett's baby, Ethan, who was born, not born on the show, but during the show. When, how long ago was he born? Eight months. Yeah, so eight months. So just four months into the show. He's been, he's been around for two-thirds of the show. Aww. You might remember him sounding like this. But not anymore. <laughs> no, no, he sounds like this. He <laughs> no, no, doesn't. I, ma- I made that. That's Marky Smith, no, by the way. We have a special. We have, we have a bit of a special. Go on, Gareth. Tell us. Well, apparently he can speak. I. He can speak. Is it months old? How long does it take them to speak? No, it does take. Well, it was it was weird. Laura went to a mum's group. And mm. she le- she left him for a minute, went out of the room, and the other- when she came back, the other mum said, "How old is Ethan?" She said, eight months." She goes, "That's yeah, very young to be speaking." How oh, is it? And Laura said, "He can't speak." What, I what love happened? he's already talking behind her. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and um, they had said to him, "Would you like a banana?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> well, I wonder if he knows now. Mm. He probably hates bananas. <laughs> I, to be What's fair, that Frank, word? I, yes. I didn't know. No. Either I no. just knew, yeah. No, I think you only picked up now in the. Uh, well, it was about four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of footballers very grateful for that. So, right. I'm terribly sorry, everyone. I'm saving that for my autobiography. <laughs> of course. Sorry, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was interviewing Gaza once and he said that to me. I asked him about somebody. He said, Oh, Frank, I meant to save that for my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fabulous news, though. Have oh. you actually heard him speak, yeah? Yeah, well, he's been saying my mum and dad uh, for Oh, has he? But also, we don't ask him questions. We don't ask him if he won't want the stuff because we don't think he can answer. So I've started, and he does sort of say things that sound a bit like yes. You know, you've, you've introduced decision-making into mm. the household. Mm. Well, it's not before time. <laughs> it's about time it wasn't all on Laura's shoulders. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, look, um, th- that, was the, that was our anniversary show. But I said we've all had an absolutely... We're not going, but just in case we're all killed in a road accident this afternoon. It's been a fabulous year. I am driving to West Bromwich. Anything could happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been great. And we love, we love Absolute, don't we? we? And it's great. Them. And we're going to eat their cake and... Oh, it'll be marvellous. Um, thank you, anyone who's been listening to us on more than one occasion that was just an accident. Thank you very, very much for your loyalty. And we love you all. Good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.